I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 40, beginning on page 390. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and ordered my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a thanksgiving unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord, and turn not unto the proud, and to such as go about with lies. O Lord my God, great are the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as be also thy thoughts which are to us word, and yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee. If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sacrifice for sin hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, and that thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. My talk hath been of thy truth and of thy salvation. I have not kept back thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation. Withdraw not thy mercy from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth always preserve me. For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such hold upon me that I am not able to look up. Yea, they are more in number than the hairs on my head, and my heart hath failed me. O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. 
Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil. Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame. Let say unto me, Fie upon thee, fie upon thee. Let all those that seek thee be joyful and glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say always, The Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord careth for me. Thou art my helper and redeemer. Make no long tearing, O my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th chapter of Genesis. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass by on by your servant. Please let, let a little water be brought, and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that you may pass by, inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah your wife shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have, my, have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Then the men rose from there and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, and they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood be, st still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were fifty righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous men that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. 
far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there were five less than the fifty righteous, would you destroy all of the city for lack of five? So he said, If I find there forty-five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, Suppose there should be forty found there. So he said, I will not do it for the sake of forty. Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose thirty should be found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Indeed now, I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty should be found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of twenty. Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak but once more. Suppose ten should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. So the Lord went, went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, o Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th verse of the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God the world went through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see call your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world, and the things which are despised God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ, Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Here endeth the second lesson. 
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create, make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy of lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may attain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, 
and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, our account of, of Abraham's encounter with the angels and God here is interesting. He's sitting by outside his tent and he sees three human looking figures. And who they actually are is one of them is God and the other two are the angels of destruction who will be visiting Sodom and Gomorrah shortly. And so it can be sort of confusing to see who was talking to whom in this in these exchanges. But it seems that Abraham immediately recognized that one of these guys was different. One of these was had a higher status, was uh, more prominent, and he addresses his his words to him exclusively. And it turns out that this is indeed God himself visiting Abraham here on his way to send these angels to uh, visit destruction on Sodom and Gomorrah. And so it's interesting here that God thinks to himself about whether to talk to Abraham about these things. And it seems that because of the promise of that from Abraham and Sarah, that these, these great nations will rise up and all the people will be blessed through him, that God includes him on his deliberations, if you will. He, and so in this sense, Abraham becomes a type of a, a prophet, if you will. He is able to have these conversations with God and to actually bargain with him. And it's interesting that, you know, he starts off with, will he destroy it if there's even 50 guys? And he keeps bringing it down. He's in, in his mind, he's in a sort of negotiation with, with God. It always reminds me as when I was a kid, I, I would go to the department store with my mom and there was the the uh, big Star Wars toy. It was the Adat, the Imperial, Imperial Walker. And it was like $50. And I would start off with begging her the whole time we're there if I could have this toy. And eventually I would wear her down and she would relent. And then I'd switched to, well, this toy is $50. For $50, I could get like 20 of the, the action figures. So I go, well, then can I have 20 action figures? And she would say no, and she would finally work it down. So I would get like two or three action figures in the end. And it was a way for me to, to increase my collection. But that's not what's happening here with Abraham and God. God already knows how many righteous people, if there are any, in Sodom and Gomorrah. What it seems to be is bringing to the fore Abraham's heart. He's, he's 
understands that Sodom and Gomorrah are wicked places, but his heart still goes out for the people there. He still wants the the righteous to live. He does not want them destroyed. And so it shows for us that this person, despite all his flaws, still has a good heart. He still goes out of his way to care about other people. And we see that in the fact of his hospitality to these three people who show up outside his tent, where he immediately offers them to, to wash their feet, to bring them drink. He even goes out of his way to, to slaughter a, a calf for them, to feed them. And so Abraham becomes sort of the the prototypical model for hospitality in the Bible. And so it's always interesting that this, this human tension that we all live with, which is to be safe, to be secure, but to also go out and engage other people, to either hide from other people or to hide ourselves, our true selves, or avoid other people, and at the same time to want to go out and engage other people. And so it's always this, this tension, this pulling between these two opposites that we always have to deal with. And thus, hospitality is a, an inclination of certain people, but can also be a, a practice and a habit that we form in each other where we can do these things despite being slightly fearful and worried about the results. And so that brings us to our, our New Testament lesson where we have Paul talking about the, the, the cross itself and how it's a, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks. And by that he means it's a stumbling block because the Jewish people could not understand how the Messiah, the one who would liberate Israel, could die on the cross. That was, did not fit their, their mindset. And at the same time, for the Greeks, the, the Gentiles, who saw the divine or deities as super powerful, and thus you would worship whatever deity who had the most power who demonstrated their their powers through miracles or what have you and so that's why it's foolishness to worship a god who dies on the cross but when we embrace that and receive that love and know that 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 dying on the cross was an act of love when that becomes truly a part of us we then can overcome our fears and want to share that love with other people and become truly hospitable. And in the end, the hospitality of Christians is that first step in living out the life of Christ in us and thus becomes attractive to other people. You know, in the early church, when the, the church was facing massive pros, uh, uh, prosecution, uh, attacks, being put to death, 
the love that the Christians showed for each other first and foremost, but then for the outside world, for the people who are suffering, showing that hospitality was how it witnessed to the world the love of God and Christ being with residing within us and us in Christ. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Yeah. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable 